The national debt of the U.S. has reached a historic milestone as the federal government faces a potential shutdown. So what's the eye-popping number? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The national debt of the U.S. has surpassed $33 trillion for the first time. The historic milestone comes less than two weeks before the federal government faces a potential shutdown over a lack of funding authorization. For more, we're joined by Philip Taze, the CEO of Taze Asset Management. Thanks so much for being here today. Great to be here. So first, what are your thoughts on the national debt hitting a major milestone as it just surpassed $33 trillion? Wait, did you say trillion with a T? Yeah, so it's incredible that we've got the mar- you know, the debt continue to increase. And what's interesting about this situation is that uh, normally during good times for the economy, the government is paying down their debt. So they have fiscal surpluses and they make a good headway into bringing that lower. That hasn't happened since we had the pandemic. Uh, And so we continue to increase debt levels. And I think potentially that's a negative for the economy. But right now, we always get into these situations where we are at the moment where it's the last minute, uh, either the debt ceiling's about to be breached or the government's about to shut down. And at that moment, when you wait that long, it's crunch time and really all that anyone cares about the deal gets done so that chaos isn't introduced into the economy. Now, the U.S. government spending makes up a significant portion of the country's economy. Um, Also, the activity, which does, of course, impact Main Street. So how does this situation impact Wall Street? Well, at this point, it almost doesn't. I mean, if you see the government shut down and it creates enough negativity and it goes on for, I think it will start to wear on the economy potentially and where on the stock market. But it's amazing how sanguine investors are around these debt issues. You know, we were semi-freaking out around the debt ceiling because there was such strong language on both sides about the unwillingness to raise the debt ceiling level. And miraculously, uh, we saw this thing come right down the middle uh, and marginalize the people on the margins and a deal got done. And I, I, I would, you know, but people don't seem to be worried about that right now. I don't think much of the downturn that we've seen over the last couple of weeks in the stock market has to do with this debt level. Um, so, you know, if, if we're going there, though, there are really some much bigger, really fun, foundational issues with debt, not just at, at a government level and not just in the U.S., but globally, non-financial corporates and private debt where, you know, potentially we could see some negative ramifications or I think even likely we'll see some negative ramifications down the road. Now, the Treasury Department says uh, roughly 50 percent increase in federal spending between fiscal 2019 and 2021 contributed to the debt, topping now 33 trillion with a T. So what are the broader implications of this? Well, so studies have shown that when you have high levels of fiscal debt, it does a couple of things. It both increases the probability that you have financial crises and it increases the severity of them. But just think about where we are right now. I mean, we, even though we're, GDP growth isn't super robust, it is still positive. And so um, if you get into a situation, however, where let's say things do turn negative, the stock market starts to sell off and, and typically stocks lead the economy lower. It doesn't necessarily work the other way. Stocks tend to move down first. 
then the economy tends to react. So if we do enter into a recession, or as some people have predicted, at least earlier this year, if there's some kind of a hard landing, what typically is supposed to happen then is there's supposed to be fiscal stimulus. What does that mean? That means even more debt. So there's this fascinating thing happening around the globe right now where uh, there, some people believe that sovereign, uh, you know, government sovereign debt can increase unlimited amount with impunity. And I think ultimately there's a question around that. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, if there's an outcome, what you could see is something like what happened in Britain last year. Uh, at one point, the British legislature passed a decrease in taxes and an increase in spending. And what happened to the treasury market? It collapsed where you saw losses of around 25% in treasuries. So, you know, I would hope that would never happen in the United States, but at least what it is is sort of like a shot across the bow where you see there's a possibility that at some point investors or people will question the ability of a government to fund its debt. And especially because interest rates are high now, that it increases the cost of funding. So those are big fundamental questions though that, that make you wonder, okay, what would happen if investors would start to be less willing to lend governments money? That would typically mean rates would be even higher and that could have very fundamentally negative repercussions for the and the economy. We also saw a few months ago that uh, you know the United States's uh, credit score was also dropped. Is that something else that potentially plays a factor here? Well, it doesn't seem to have had much of an effect so far. I mean, if you look at auctions for treasury bills and treasury notes, it it's it hasn't affected the the rate there. Um, you know, so I, I it's it's another example of people investors being somewhat sanguine over the situation of record debt, high interest rates. And things like your perfect example, lowering a credit rating, you'd think that would have an impact, but it hasn't really had much of an impact on rates so far. So we touched upon how potentially this could affect Wall Street. And, you know, we know the issue of debt, that it's at the center right now of a standstill in Congress over a spending bill that would sustain the government until the next funding cycle. And so you talked a little bit about some of that strong language during the budget impasse uh, potential back in spring. So now, do you think that a potential shutdown, if it lingered, would then eventually affect the markets? Yes, absolutely. Because you've got situations where the government's going to be cobbling together a situation where they're trying to fund essential services uh, or non-essential services. Uh, essential means essential. Uh, things like the post office. And it's like sort of like ripping apart the infrastructure of what allows the economy to function. So if you start to see that happen and give it enough time, if we go beyond the say 35 days that we did about five years ago when we had a similar situation, I think that could start to really wear on the economy. So, you know, you've got enough question marks about our ability to forge ahead with rates already very high and that creating pressure on corporate earnings, you know, reducing the ability of people to buy houses. I think all of this is a factor. And yeah, I think it absolutely could weigh on the economy. Now, tax cuts, stimulus programs, and decreased tax revenue as a result of widespread unemployment during the COVID-19 pandemic were factors in driving government borrowing to new heights. But now, do you think uh, you know, that other people in the financial world are hoping that Washington might rein in spending? 
Right. So as I was, you know, I was saying earlier, the, the fact that it's always last minute and we're coming to the situation where there's really no time to do any big planning. All you want to do is, at the moment, they're just trying to pass a resolution that will get us through to October 30th, right? It's like, can we last for 30 more days without shutting down the government? And what really needs to happen is just some foundational debt issues need to be addressed. And what that looks like is something that we really don't see much anymore, which is both parties of, of the legislature coming together and saying, look, we need to fix this. We need to get on a, on a pathway to a sustainable debt level. We need to start to bring it down. But that requires looking at some things like Social Security, Medicare funding. I think, frankly, defense should be considered because that's such a big percent of overall the overall fiscal uh, you know budget. And think about things in a way that will actually make a difference instead of sort of presenting some of these hot button that are hot buttons politically like uh, immigration funding or, you know, just things that aren't going to have a significant impact, but are going to get political uh, mileage out of. So that's what really needs to happen. And so when will that happen? I don't know. It doesn't look like you're on a path to making some of those, uh, you know, trying to accomplish some of those things now, but that's really where we need to go. Thanks so much for your time today. Great being here. That's the program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.